This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes! Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys! Yeah, a real yes. tourist trap, folks. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to invite people to be members. You might already be a member. That's right. Of the Funniest Thing Fan Club. No, the Funniest, funniest thing, thing Club. club. <laughs> Excuse me, not a fan club. <laughs> As in the club, we are fans of these principles, but be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. We are a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as a result of living lovingly and expectantly. Yes. And we have a great quote from Mark Hicks. We just discovered this week, thanks to Mark, we have a page on truthunity.net. I know. That's one of the biggest honors for us. Yeah, so the funniest thing ministry has made it there, and... He gave us a great compliment, which was, you have, fi- you have fashioned a unique ministry that serves people in ways that they don't know they need to be served. I admire your gifts. And on the actual page itself, it says, these guys have been bringing laughter and, what does it say, cheer through their Funniest Thing broadcast for a long time. No telling how many people have been lifted just enough by their program to take them where they need to be in life. Authentic, life-changing ministry can be fun and funny. As Daryl and Ed say, we all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly. Wow, thank you, Mark Hicks. And we an ultimate compliment for I, us. I put it on the, uh, the screen for everybody. To nice. See. Yeah, so visit truthunity.net, not just for the funniest thing page, but... It really is a wealth of resources, recordings, readings, anything you Videos. need. Videos. You know what else it has? I was talking with Indy because Indy enjoys the page this morning. And on mm-hmm. the on the home page, yes. they have all the um, bibli- you know, the, the words that most of us are familiar with from the Bible, but sometimes scratch our head about what do they really mean by yes, this? Yes, yes. And if you click on any of those words, it gives the esoteric and spiritual or metaphysical meaning so you can mm-hmm. better understand right. um, what these um, biblical quotes mean. Yeah, without the metaphysical meaning, they lose a lot of their meaning, if you will, and their practicality. <laughs> and you can actually come away with the exact opposite of what they mean. We were talking about the word fear of the, of the Lord and you had something interesting to say about that. Oh yeah, because I was looking up uh I was looking up the word fear from uh, the esoteric meaning from the Bible cuz 
Indy, and during our conversation, even Indy said that he would see like fear God. I was like, oh my God, like, I better fear this guy because he sounds like a malicious, like, God, right. uh, like God's going to do spite work right. <laughs> and come after me, which a lot of us think. Yeah. You know, for a long time, I would see Bible verses in, in metaphysical books even, and it was like the needle skipping on a record. I would skip over it. Yeah. Until I realized, wait a minute, you know, these biblical quotes, there's got to be more to it than meets the eye, which means my understanding of it in this moment, which could be probably wrong and most likely and most of the time was, thank goodness. Well, if it's not setting you free, remember, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. So, uh, you know, now we've come to regard these biblical quotes, if you're afraid of them, as just positive quotes that are very, very old. And with this page on Truth Unity, if you look up fearful or fearfully or fear, you'll see the various connotations, the metaphysical meaning, primarily awe or awesome. Or even you said something this morning when we were referring to it. That yeah, made sense. It, yeah, well, being it, overwhelmed, it, but in a positive way. Yeah. Almost scary. It's so positive, it, it's almost scary. Well, it's it thrilling. Is, I have to say this. It's, it is actually scary. When we are in fear, where we're, we're, when we believe we are separate from God, when we've been living that way for a long time. I mean, this is something like we were talking about indigenous cultures, these type of – when sometimes when people who were came from the like a more disconnected form of spirituality from like maybe from like a more buttoned up form of Christianity would come to like some spiritual tradition to like and this is like one of these stories where they couldn't handle it because once yes. the real spirit of God comes through us we have to let go of control some people yes. still use this stuff to try to gain control and in a way that there's a truth to that we do gain control of our lives in a certain way but it requires us releasing control and surrendering to yes. a very real spirit that will flow through us and yes. not a lot of people and when we when I'm caught up like uh in stress and fear and doubt, like I told you, there was this uh, group of Native American um, dancers that came to our school this week to perform for us, and they were doing real dances from the powwow. These people yes. traveled the world. This one guy's like, like the most well-known guy maybe on the planet for doing this type of dance, and then they did a healing dance. They did all these kinds of dancing. And at one point they did that healing dance, and I said, "Yes, this school needs healing. I'll yes. take. I want the real healing because they're not messing around. They're, this is like bringing their church." I told I texted you guys. Don't tell them they brought God into they snuck God into school. So I was feeling that, and in that moment, because where my mind can go in that public yeah. school, it felt a little scary because I felt the intensity of the sky above and the spirit coming through in that environment. It's funny because it felt oh. like almost scary in yes. that environment. That's for, to let the go. key. Yes, yeah. it feels scary among that. You know the. The collective consciousness in the air, like with our family or in our workplace, when we start feeling this intuitive elevation to almost, oh, my goodness, I could see clearly what's going on here. I feel joyful. I feel happy. I want to share this. And all of a sudden we go, oh, no, 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 no. Because it shakes the walls of fear that we've been clinging to. We thought they were protecting us. They were not protecting us. They were actually keeping us in prison. But it. The God, that fire comes through and it burns everything that's not real. And if we're identifying with things that aren't real, at first it feels scary. But then that's the kind of fear, like you said, it gives way to awe and a great sense of ease and flow. And that's where healing, because healing is just a return to our awareness of our own wholeness. So that's amazing. So, But let's thank our Patreon folks. Yes, thank um, you for contributing to the show. Thank you, Mark Hicks. Oh, yeah. Mark Hicks sent us also a nice uh, donation contribution to the show, which is a 
everything that we got. And we were affirming a lot of amazing things this week, and that was like a direct answer. Yes. And you are a direct answer, contributing through the Patreon. You're a direct answer to our prayers. Thank you so much. If you haven't jumped on yet, please do at patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Any little bit helps us to continue to promote this message and That's get right. the word out there. And, and Literally. To, yeah, to, to be able to continue to do this. Not and, only that, but if share you're, it. you will feel so much more connected to this show and – you are, you will be, you already are a part, but this part, I don't care. Like if it's only a few bucks, five dollars, whatever it is, you'll feel so much better and it will bless you. So yes, it will. go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing and jump on board with all the fun. Uh, thank you listeners. Uh, if you want to send us anything, funniest thing, PO box 1312 Culver city, California. Let me hold up a couple postcards. We got nine zero two three two is the zip uh, code. You, you want to give the whole thing one more time. Yes. I get this. It's uh, PO box 1312 Culver city, California nine zero two three two. So one person who we love, who always shares her art with us is Lois Conklin. We got two postcards this week and an amazing contribution Lois uh, had some issue with getting her credit card hacked or something, so she, you know, her Patreon, I think she was saying that because the no. Patreon, she had to, like, change cards, so the Patreon wasn't going to go through, but she was stepped out boldly and sent us something through the, the P.O. box, that so thank alone, you. here's the thing, folks. This woman, by her example, is the best example of faith in these divine laws because yeah. most people who find out that they're, they had their credit cards hacked or something go wrong. They they go they come to a screeching halt, which right. we all tend they to do. They pinch themselves off. Yeah. And I always call it the initial jolt. Right. But then we have the choice. The choice to trust in God and move towards a joyful resolution yes. and apply what I know about these principles right. to be true. Right. And it will resolve in a miraculous way. Yes. Or freeze up and become ruled by thoughts of lack and trouble and this is a, a terrible yeah. and, and feelings yes. of uh, persecution. She had this happen, but she exercises faith and sent us a donation. I was like, man, I want to be more like Lois. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's this, but it works. And I know for a fact from my own experience, Lois is going to be prospered by this attitude. And all that is going to resolve in a wonderful 100%. way. Probably already has. Yes. Because she really does live this stuff. And um, here, if you go to our YouTube channel, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, subscribe to the channel, like the videos there, comment on what you see. We would appreciate it. You can also see the postcards I'm holding in my hand right now. One of them says, Dear Daryl and Ed, thought for the day. Uh, oh, no. She said, do what you can with what you have, where you are, where you are, wherever you are. Do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Holidays coming in a busy time when I get to play piano and auto harp at community events. Sure do love to do that. Blessings on you, too. See, she's so creative. That's the thing. She stays in the creative flow. flow. Yeah. And then another card, Dear Daryl and Ed, another postcard for you too, and another thought for the day. When you really pay attention, everyone and everything is your teacher. Thank you for sharing your love, your thoughts, and inspiration for the week. I love joining in each weekend. And we love having you, as we just mentioned. We also want to thank Barbara Weatherman, who chimed in with just simply truth and a heart. For something that we posted, for the I think it might be for the YouTube YouTube video. Pam Nelson on Instagram said, "I love this. Wow! Know that you are reaching people across the country, and 
making Wait. their day. Wait, where's Pam Nelson from? Florida? I think so. That's Lori's friend. That's my wife's friend. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. You can go to DarylNet.com or the Funniest Thing fan page on Facebook. Go to Patreon.com, like we said, forward slash Funniest Thing. What do you want to add Is something? It's an auto. She plays the pi- Lois plays the piano and the auto harp. Yeah. I thought it, when I read that, I don't know what an auto harp is, so I thought it was a dwang, dwang, dwang. Oh, no, and no. I thought no I, auto harp is like a – the teachers often play it. It's like a oddly shaped instrument that you can hold in your hands and has strings and it plays chords and you can sing along to it. It's I up think on the that's the auto harp. Oh, there okay. we go. There's the auto harp. Yeah, it's an old school. I know a lot of teachers used to use it apparently. I would um, love to see her play the other harp though. Yeah. The jaw harp? Yes. Doing, 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 oh, those doing. are amazing. <laughs> All right. We want to thank our chief engineer out there in Kansas City, Kansas. He handles the audio part. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, actually, was in VW getting my car service this week. I took the day off. I've been treating myself so much better. I took the day off, brought my car in. I've been letting everyone I know, anyone who asks me what I'm up to, how this is my last year teaching in, the, in my last year in this position. And she said, what are you going to do? I said, I do a podcast. I write for the newspaper. I do a lot of things. She said, what's your podcast called? I let her know. And she said, oh, it's perfect for me to listen to on Spotify as I drive in every day. Because she has an hour drive. Yeah, she has an hour drive to the – so it's just amazing. So thank you, everyone, that's tuning in out there. Um, but anyway, Jeff Comfort takes care of that part of things for us. He is uh, a heck of a guy. He was the guy who built Unity Online Radio, which is where we started. Yeah. So each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. And the man in the control booth out here at Chobo Studios is Chobi One Kenobi, a.k.a. Indy Fawcett. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing great. Saturday is my favorite day, y'all. Wow. Oh, man, we feel the it's same always, way. It's always great to see you. I look forward to this every week. Oh, man. We do, too. Thank you. Chobostudios.com or podshuttle.io if you just want to have your um, your online content edited and made into real shorts, whatever you need. They got Podshuttle. If you want to come into the studio, chobostudios.com. Uh, let's see here. Thank Shout you. out to Silent Unity. It's a tool that we all use. I've used it several times this week. I use it every day now, thanks to Howard Rankin, who suggested we do this. Um, we had been suggesting calling and pressing too, but he suggested calling and using it as part of your morning routine. It's powerful. Yeah. If you just call this number, 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729, or they have an app, the letter U, the word pray, you can type in your prayers. But if you call the number, if you press 1, you will pray with someone who will be praying from the consciousness of God, from the truth of who you are, it will not be scary. It will no. be delightful. It'll be very positive. It'll be a positive experience, and you go, man, why was I afraid to try this sooner? Yeah, that kind of recalibration of our thinking changes everything, because it's only our thinking. God doesn't ever go anywhere. Our abundance doesn't ever go anywhere. But our thinking sometimes goes in a direction yeah. that blocks it. That you know how Reverend Ike talks about it. If we're not receiving it, we are repelling it. Yeah. And a lot of us have been raised with this like repulsion. No, 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 no. Away, That's enough. No, no, no. Rejecting yeah. money, rejecting the good we desire, and and I've been learning a lot about this lately. It's not presumptuous or arrogant to accept all the good that God has in store for you. That's right. And you know, speaking of Reverend Ike, and well, uh, once again, go to uh, use the prayer line, Silent Unity. We recommend it. But today's show, really. Stem from listening to our guest who's coming up, Reverend Temple Hayes. We were listening to her talk. Daryl was there in person. Yes. I listened to it online. And she had an amazing experience 
with Reverend Ike. A and, personal, and personal experience. experience. And that that pushed this whole thought forward. Really, it felt like through her, Reverend Ike spoke to me. And we were talking about this uh, idea that most of us think we do this so that we can do that. Right. And the gist of the experience with, with Reverend Ike and Temple, from my understanding of listening to it, was – he basically told her, stop hiding in this other thing. Go do, go back to your ministry and do the thing right. and do that. If, if that's not working, adjust the way you're doing it so that it does work, right? Yes. Like we're all, we always tend to believe this, the idea that most success coaches and the world as a right. whole or even maybe our parents, it doesn't matter where we got it. Right. It's erroneous and we do not have to continue to buy into it. That's the good news. And what it is is – in order to do that, meaning in order – this is the bad thought, folks. I've thought this for many years with different things that I've enjoyed right. and would have liked to have tried. Thank right. goodness, though, I was introduced to this way of thinking that those thoughts do not rule me anymore and divert me for that long. Yeah. And I have friends to help knock me out of this thought. And the right. thought is in order to do – that, meaning the thing I would really like to do and be yeah. well compensated for, the thing that feels so good when I do it and I do it well. Right. You know, I've heard evidence that I do it well. But what I've been told or what we pick up is I I have to do this instead, meaning I have to do something that's a uh, bread and butter job in order yeah. to do what I really love to do. And I think our... Our write-up explains it perfectly. Right. So today's show is called Just Do That with Reverend Temple Hayes. There's a mental block that gets in the way of being well compensated for doing what we really, truly enjoy doing and do well. It is telling ourselves that we need to be compensated doing something that's tolerable instead of something that brings us joy. The most well-compensated people are those doing what they love to do. Yes. They're always propelled by contemplating how their talent can inspire others. Reverend Temple Hayes is a great example of that. On this episode, Daryl and Ed wake us up to the fact you do not have to be doing this to do that. Just do that. And during the second segment, No Holds Barred, Reverend Temple Hayes from Unity of Santa Barbara sets us straight on the road of doing what we love and being well-compensated for it with today's Daily Word. Yes, it's possible. Do you know what I love about Temple Hayes, too? She's got the best sense of humor because I, just a, I saw a title of her book at the bookstore at Unity yeah. of Santa Barbara, and it's the best ever, what especially because it? it's got Temple's face on it, so yeah. I could hear her telling me this. Right. When did you die? <laughs> yeah. It means, when did you fall asleep? When did yeah. you die? Come on. Well, you know what? I've, I've just now I'm realizing. So every time, ever since I started proclaiming to the universe that I'm done with this, this is my last year. In and what I've really, the, when I was in the t the chapel at the nuns bookstore by the school this week, what really shifted not just this job. It's what's changing is my position in life. Yes, and that exists within my mind first. What position do I imagine myself to be in in life? Do I imagine myself down there? And I have to do all this other stuff before I can do what I love. Or do I imagine myself already being me yes. and prospering and flourishing in that role, right? Like, yes. So ever since I made this, I have encountered some very interesting experiences at school. And what I just realized as we're sitting here, 
Oh, good. And it, it kind of ties into something that you and I have experienced in other environments, which is when we're sharing our best stuff, right? When yes. I'm being me and you're being you and we're in the wrong environment, we actually might get scolded. Yeah, yeah. And be told that that is wrong and bad. Yes. And that's kind of what I've been experiencing at school. My joy offended uh, this, well, someone – and now they're like talking about like us getting together and talking with a union representative. Like, and I had to shake myself out of it. Like, wait, nothing really happened, you know? Because they're asking me, do you want union representative? And I keep so, going to a higher, sober-minded, inspired thinking and going, I told them I'll do whatever, but I don't need representation or anything. Yeah. I'll just show up. And um, especially now that I feel free telling people, this is my last year in this position yeah. anyway. I don't really I'm – not, I'm not – this is the reason why oh because God. of these type of misunderstandings. This is great. This also, folks, if you're listening to this episode, this episode will go great with the other one about the ducks and the swans. Yeah, true. Because we sometimes forget we're, we're around ducks and if we don't fit in and if what we share is not acceptable to them, then that means we're actually a swan surrounded by ducks. I'm not saying the ducks are wrong in any no. way. It just means we're trying to – we're pushing ourselves into an area or with people maybe that we're not – we're not – we don't jive with. And that's OK. Right. Because when we're with the people we jive with, it's a whole different reality. Right. And I talked about this with Jennifer, your wife. Yeah. In another part of our head, like another area, uh, Ed's wife runs this beautiful, like, it's, I don't know what you would call it. It's a boutique, but it's like has art. Vintage clothes, but art, art. Uh, it's a, candles, yeah, all sorts of cool stuff in there. It's a great little shop in Playa del Rey, California, if you're ever it's called there. Vivera Boutique. And she invited me to hang some of my new paintings in there. Of course, I'm thrilled. But while we're there, I brought this little quote with me because it, it, I could tell that me and Jennifer and Ed, we all have this thing. And now, of course, I can't remember the entire quote, but it's something along the lines of people need art in their houses, not the bed, bath and beyond dentist office art. Yes. They need weird stuff. Yeah. And we were talking about how she, and I said, yeah, I think that sums up the people that come in here. And she goes, no, not all the people that come in here, but the people, not all the people come in here, but the people that shop here. I said, yes. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Like if you're feeling that, it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you're out of whack, especially if you're in a joyful state. Yes. You know, because there's been some meetings I went to go to and Ed knows where the response to joy is as if I'm bringing up something terrible. Yeah. Like that. No, yeah. no. How dare you let everyone know they could right. be joyful in this place? No, I, you know, we've said it before. The way we know that people practice this stuff the way we do is when we share a little coincidence, they light up also. Yes. They don't write it off. They don't dismiss it. They don't interrogate or it. interrogate you or try to. Yes. All because it really comes down to practicing, right? We practice a morning routine, reading inspired material, meditating, practicing affirmative prayer, writing an affirmative to-do list, affirming for our own self the yeah. awareness that God is there going is there now 
has always been there and is going to be there throughout the day. And our job is to be receptive to that good coming through that. Yes. Now, if, if we don't know by practice that there is this intelligence behind everything, then we're going to be threatened by that because we're like, what are you going to do? Just, you're yes. just Sit there. hoping randomly something's yes. going to happen, but we're yes. not. Yeah. We're, we, we're tapping in. We're, we're tapping in. Well, here's the thing. I just learned this recently. It's on a Catherine Ponder lecture yeah. that you could find on uh, Spotify as well as... Uh, right. I t- um, what's it called? Apple, Apple Music. Music. Yeah. And what she says is this. She says, you know, in psychological circles, they've even confirmed that success is 92 percent. 97. No, 92. I thought you said you told me. You oh, 98, 98, 98. 98. Yeah. 98. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's even better. Yeah. It's 98 percent mental. Yes. activity. Think about that. This would sound absurd because most of our lives we're told it's the other way around. Right. I got to really work hard and then I will have hopefully the thing I strive for. Right. But the great reality, it's been concluded, is it's 92% mental. 98. 98%. I keep thinking of the other 2%. 98% mental and just 2% activity. And people used to say, well, you can just sit on your couch. Yes, I am going to sit on my couch. Every morning I sit on my couch yes. and I do my routine. And once it penetrates all the grumbling and the normal thoughts that we all have, like Ed was sharing, that we all start out with, right? we're not holier than thou here, folks. That's what's great about this stuff. It works for people like us and you. And then my mind starts rising to these higher ideas. And then I start thinking about things that are possible instead of why I can't get there from here. Right. And then I get this great feeling of enthusiasm, meaning the spirit is within me now alive. And what happens? Well, you got to do something. No. What happens is circumstances start to correspond to this attitude. It happens all the time. And if there is activity to be done, it comes through something inside me, an inspired idea that feels delightful. And it's just having the confidence to act on that. Because we also this week saw the word self-respect. Like we don't have – you don't have any respect for yourself and having healthy self-respect. And I started thinking about that word because it was in one of these spiritual readings. And it became clear. I had – no self-respect many years ago because I never respected that voice within me, that yeah. intuitive God within. Right. We gain self-respect when we have the confidence or the courage, the faith. That's all confidence means. With faith right. to trust that urging. Yes. And when we take this urging with that inspired idea – it's an effortless thing always, right? And then yeah. it's like an avalanche and Ed and I are going, you're not going to believe what happened. You know, the other part is we, we bless our normal daily activity, yes. whether you're taking your car in to get a fix like yes. I mentioned or you're going to whatever you yes. go. And God will work through those places. Even there, yes. Like with me at the VW. Yes. I made friends with so many of those people and now we got more listeners to the show as a result and it's just, that's the other thing. It turns the quote normal life into the spiritual life and then the spiritual stuff, like you said, I mean, it just all works together so well. 
Let me tell you about this. Uh, this goes well with this. Yes, yeah, perfect. Every day after the show. Because it's called the Miracle Minute. This is called the Miracle Minutes by Mary Morrissey. We found it every week after the show. We go eat in, in Burbank, and then we go uh, take a walk through the thrift stores, and there's yes. a Goodwill. And I found this on the shelf, and I it's a really uh, lovely book. And well, I thought to myself, wasn't it half price? And it was already it was like at three bucks or yeah. something or whatever it was. And um, yeah, and I thought my wife would probably like this as part of her morning reading. And of course, I started reading it also. Thank goodness. Yeah. So here's a great reading for today's show. It is believing the impossible. I was thinking this morning about something that was written in Alice in Wonderland, where oh, the queen the says yes. to Alice. Alice, tell me what happened tomorrow. Alice says, I can't tell you what happened tomorrow. It's impossible to tell you what happened tomorrow. And the queen says to Alice, my dear, I would dare say you simply have not had much practice. Why, when I was your age, I used to practice believing 10 impossible things before breakfast. And besides that, Alice, it's a pretty poor memory that only works in one direction. Yes. What Lewis Carroll was telling us is that we have capacities of imagination and visualization that are ours to use or to ignore. When the human mind is tempting us to say, well, that's impossible. He's telling us to practice believing beyond the boundaries of what we've known. Yes. So if you could choose what your life would be like six months from now, tell me what happened tomorrow. If you went beyond the boundaries of what you've known, what might you imagine and be willing to claim? It might seem impossible, but this is the part I really like. Today, let's begin to practice believing in some impossible things and then release God in our life to do what only God can do, the impossible. Yes, delight in those ideas of what you would love to have happen and then trust that that God is already bringing it about. That's right. And the other miracle that – so I said to myself, I think I've heard of Mary Morrissey through this Alan Cohen book that we read. All this happened this week, folks. And then several days later on November 17th – It shows up. In Deep Breath of Life, it says – May I believe for you. Sometimes it's been really helpful for me to check in with Daryl and Kathy Norman and all my friends to help me keep the high road of faith as I shift my mind around my work and where I'm headed. And um, it says, miracles are performed by those who temporarily have more by the, for those who temporarily have less from A Course in Miracles. If you find it difficult to believe in something you desire, ask someone to believe for you. Yes. Such an invitation requires humility and magnitude. You must be humble enough to admit that you don't feel you can swing it on your own and confident enough to believe that it can be done with help. A Course in Miracles tells us that a little willingness is all that will be required to set a miracle in motion. When you declare that you are willing to have your dream come true, no matter by whose hand it is manifested, you signify that willingness. We have the capacity to open the door to miracles for one another when you cannot believe for yourself. Let someone else believe for you. And, and then this, today. And this is, the, this is where we all get to choose, folks, from this little reading here that yeah. it's got. Then maybe we should breathe and get to the break. Huh? Or, oh, I said, oh, yeah. Read that in the opening of the second half. No, I'll read this. Oh, yeah. Breathe because we have that other reading. Yes. Okay. So November 19th, Sharks or Goldfish. They can all they can do all because they because they think they can, said Virgil. And he says, Sharks like goldfish will grow in proportion to the size of the environment offered them. And so will thoughts. Give your positive or negative thoughts some space and food, and they will shape your life. Behold the power of potential and attention. We can make anything we want of our lives. We have the raw material to do it all, but we must choose what we want to make, or else we will be subject to the downward pull of mass thinking. If you don't use your mind, someone else will. Yes. He says, I am free to build the life I choose. Should we do the breaths now? Yeah, and then we'll go to the second half. Okay, so 
This this is what you got to do when we're feeling stuck. Yeah. And you know you don't really want to be doing that thing. You're scared. And you want to shift over to that inspired thing that you know you really want to be doing. Doesn't make any sense, but somehow everything will get done. If you do that inspired thing, it will set things in motion, like you said, that yeah. you could have never dreamed of yeah. happening. It always but it's, does. Starts responding to the energy of inspiration that starts to radiate out from within us when we just plug in. And sometimes that's the hardest thing for me to just convince myself that it will work, but it always does. So let's take a deep breath to clear my. I don't have to do this. I can just do that. I don't have to do this. I can just do that. I don't have to do this. I can just do that. Thank goodness. <laughs> Coming up next, No Holds Barred Reverend Temple Hayes sets us straight on the road of doing what we love and being well compensated for it with today's daily word. Yes, it's possible. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. <laughs> We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Welcome back to the second half of this episode, Just Do That with Reverend Temple Hayes. We win. We got Temple Hayes coming on in a minute here. Yes. Yes. So, uh... <laughs> Wait, do they know you? <laughs> when do you have to return the Stanley Cup? You're going to get in trouble, folks. This is the new thought Stanley Cup. You better put that back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, we would be remiss if we did not share a, a postcard from Kirky on the front... <laughs> It says downloading, and it appears to be me. Downloading something. <laughs> Show that to our viewers. <laughs> it's downloading. Okay. Hour by hour and moment by moment, we are building good or evil, failure or success, happiness or suffering into our life by the ideas we harbor, the beliefs that we, uh, the beliefs that we accept, the scenes that we rehearse in the hidden studio of the mind. Yeah. That, you know... I, <laughs> Well, as I shift my idea around my position in life with work, I'm like, man, I've been sowing some crazy seeds. No wonder I've been here this long. All right. We have another reading from Marianne Williamson. Yes. This is, this is from a book called A Year in Miracles. All these books we read from you could easily find on Amazon or go to our website and you'll see uh, our reading list and yes. quick links to all these books where you can get them for next to nothing. Right. All right, this is from November 20th or day 324. And this is regard to thinking about what you believe you would really like to have happen, whatever yes. that desire is or who yes. you would like to be as a human. Maybe it's healthier. Maybe it's more confident. 
or maybe it's something specific, yeah. like a new home. Right. Whatever it is, this is a reminder to say, may you never be cynical of those yes. desires. Because yes. yes. that's what keeps us small. And it says, love is the power of God and miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. Today, I will not allow cynicism to blind me to the infinite possibilities God provides. Miracles are all around me, and I claim them as my own. May I see the light that is mine to see whenever I open my eyes. Nice. Let me show you this quick tool that we've been using. Somewhere I got I have no idea where. But if you have ideas that are – you're making this shift and you get these little inspired ideas, but then your other mind comes cynical and says How it can't be possible. How would I ever possible. do that? It's, That's it's impossible. impossible. I recommend the impossible list. So – but it's really spelled I'm possible. I am possible. So you take – what have I been doing since I'm making – I'm consciously shifting a lot of things around. Daryl and I have been doing this with the show. Yes. You tell that part of your the cynical brain, don't worry, we'll put it on the impossible list, which is really I'm possible. Because that's what those thoughts are saying. If they're inspired thoughts, they're saying I'm possible, I'm possible. Yes. Let me in, let me through. So just put it on your I am possible list. If you're on YouTube, you can see I got this dingy old script that I found laying around. And I just put I am possible ideas. And I try to write down one, at least one, when, when I'm, even when I'm in a doubtful state of That's mind. That's the best time to I, do it. I say, yes. let me think of one I am possible or impossible idea and just write it down, even if I don't believe it, but just put it, you know, like just yeah. get myself moving in that direction. And someone who knows a lot about I am, I am possible ideas and who has inspired many, many people to let those come through, Daryl and I being two of those people. Yeah. We never would have imagined how life would take us, put us together. With Temple Hayes. With Temple Hayes. But life has put us together with Temple Hayes in an amazing way through Unity of Santa Barbara, through Kathy Norman. I got to say one thing. Earlier, Ed said, you could tell people who are really living it and who are on the same page is when you talk to them about... Like how these things just miraculous things are happening in your life and they're positive. And the the way they respond is, one, they're like enthusiastic about it yes. because it's reassuring them. So you know we're on the same page. And then they go, and you won't, you won't believe what happened to me that's when right. I applied it in this that's area. Right. That's right. And that's what happens with most everyone I've met at yeah. Unity of Santa Barbara. Right. No one there interrogates, what do you do for a living? Right. No, everyone comes up to you and you start chatting and all of a sudden goes, you're not going to believe it. Or can you believe this? Right. And it's always a miracle story right. comes out of their mouths. Right. And I think that's a reflection of the ministers who are there and what is being taught. It's yeah. no coincidence because we've been to different churches and, and I do think the congregation reflects the message and the belief that is being put forth yeah. by the ministers. And there, it's just it's just a radiant... Unity of Santa Barbara is a radiant, warm, beautiful, inspiring, healing place to be. Yes. And Re I know darn well, we both know, Reverend Temple Hayes is a huge part of why that is what it is right now. So let's welcome Reverend Temple Hayes to the show. Hello, namaste, everyone. It's so good to be with you. Wow. It's a, it's yes, a, it's so good to be here in your energetic field. And Ed and Daryl, I just uh, 
I applaud you. Um, I thank you for the grace and the passion and the enthusiasm that you're bringing to the New Thought Movement, because as you know, um, it's it's very much needed. <laughs> right. I never thought we'd see the day that we're lifting up the new thought being new thought, but we're here. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're here. Gosh, somebody forgot what we're supposed to be experiencing out there for sure. So, right. Yes. It, what for you? What is it that you love about the stuff that you feel that we're bringing, that you're bringing that may or you know, be, have been missing or being forgotten. What do you think that is that what makes that? Well, I, I, I really believe in the evolution of spirit. I, I believe in the evolution of humanity. And yet, just like you say every week on this show, regardless of author or yourself or whomever you're quoting, you're, you're putting some big ideas out there, which mean that in order to put the big ideas out there, it's crucial for us to be living those big ideas. Yeah. And I, I know that, you know, history is behind us. It describes us. It doesn't have to define us. But we hang on to or we choose the things that really used to move us. And I feel so fortunate that I was exposed to the greats of new thought that they didn't play around. Good, yeah. They said, here's what you do, and oh, you don't have the money. I mean, when I was not supported by a Southern Baptist community to be a metaphysical minister <laughs> and gay, are you kidding me? And my family went, ah! uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and I needed to reinvent my life in my 20s. And I go to the teacher there at New Thought, and I go, I can't afford your classes. And he said, come back when you can. Wow. You know, how can you be a minister and teach people how to have money if you don't know how to do it yourself? So I will see you at another time. These days, people go, oh, man, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't charge or we oh, should just give it away for free. Or, it's death. I don't know. You know, young people don't want to come here anymore. It's just like, oh, police, Louise. So for me, I take it very serious about go big or go home. Yes. Just because <laughs> mediocrity yes. is upon us. It's around us. It's everywhere. Or just tune in to 24-7 or get notifications on your phone. You can always justify I am where I am and I'm not where I am because look, look, the environment, the culture, the people, the world, the blah, blah. Hello. That's been true regardless yeah. in any century, in any time. And there were people that said, this is not going to be true for me. And I'm one of those people. You're one of those people. And we are really a phoenix rising for the New Thought Movement. Now, I'm not being self-righteous here. I've no, just spent yeah. all my life in these movements. And I know they need to be moving more. Yeah. So, um, uh-huh. And if you're listening and you're reacting, it's because, you know, what I'm talking about. That's right. Um, We ought to be the ones that are rising now beyond education, beyond politics, beyond anything, as these other systems are figuring out who they are. What did we do? Oh, no, we've joined them. Let's have a workshop on how to not have church because, you know, people aren't going to go there anymore. Let's, you know, how to have church because, you know, young people don't go, crap. Yeah. That's a bunch of crap. Yeah. 
That's a bunch of crap. People don't want to go anywhere that's confused and doesn't know what it is. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Tens of thousands of people are gathering for football. Yes. yes. Who knows what it is? Yeah. Yes. Gathering for theater because yes. it knows what it is. Yes. Thousands and millions of people will line up for new thought. When, by gosh, it knows what it is. Yes. And it stops making all these adjustments to the culture and in the environment because new thought was the winner in the Depression because, yes. as Mary Morrissey, your friend, would say, more millionaires were making the Depression than any other time oh. in our history. Wow. Why? Because they tuned into new thought principles. Yes. Because they tuned into... Think and Grow Rich, Norman Vincent Pill, Masterminding, Consciousness, doing an impossible list every day. They didn't go, you know, yeah, we're just going to have to figure this out because everybody's saying this is where we're headed. Never, never. You know know what else? I I won't go out that way. I will not go out that way. If it's not a vibrancy of life and an energy um, then what's the point? And if people aren't gathering to talk about miracles, stay home. <laughs> oh, man. I got to say two things. One, you reminded me of this fact that I found out. The greatest, the subscription for the Daily Word went through the roof during the Depression. That's a unit mm-hmm. with Charles Fillmore yeah. and Myrtle were still mm-hmm. very much alive. And the, and the Daily Word was a real kick upstairs. As a matter of fact, the one that we're going to read today is from 1922 um, because it just pulls no punches and it lifts us right up where we need to be. And also, I love the thing you say whenever you get up and speak at uh, Unity because it's something we all need to be reminded of and I needed to get over very young in my life at 23. It was... It was torn out of my mouth and thrown out like a dog eating something rotten for it. (laughs) And it's when you say, and everyone laughs, and we laugh because we know it's true, and we know it's our choice. And it's this, when you say, and we all agree here that if we're over 30, we stop blaming our parents. Isn't that right? (laughs) Yes. And I hear your voice telling it, and I go, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that just came out of my mouth one day and uh and I I believe that. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. In Amen. Therapy and but I I believe it. You know, it's like at some point, especially if you're teaching and you teach responsibility, you need to be living it. Yes. And, um, you know, so ab- absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. And you, you I know, mean, set those people free. Yes. You fault anymore. Just like we teach. An event you may not have agreed to have, maybe your soul did. You you may spend the rest of your life asking why, but you may never know why, why right. you attracted something in your life. But you do know that re- after you attract it, it's all on you then. Yeah. It's not on anybody That's else right. how long it lasts, That's right. how long it will stay, how mm. long it will impact you. Right. It's a it's a placebo agreement that you make in your own consciousness. Yes, hundred percent. I was going to say psychology is sort of like new thought. In the beginning, psychology was like you would work with these guys or women, men that were psychologists, and they go, "All right, I knew a guy. This guy found my article in the newspaper, and he started having dinner with me for like yeah, a, I remember a him. Months. Yeah, Sal, I don't know Bergantino, Len. Yeah. This guy was wild, but 
he was like one of these big time guys in Beverly Hills when it was still it was like new thought. He was like, "You pay me this price in ten weeks, you're over it. If, otherwise, yes. I didn't do my job. It wasn't. Yep. It wasn't yep. something. Oh, for you to help you understand why you are a victim for yeah. the rest of your life, and you're going to stay there. You know, like it was supposed to. That's why I got that's a right. master's in spiritual psychology until that even got corrupt and that's not even what it used to be but it, we want to be free yeah, and, and we listened it. to a reverend ike this week and we, uh, we know you have personal connection with ike where he does this whole talk about you need you get over it you might need to get over your mother your dad but get over it turn to your neighbor and that's say right. get over it and that's what i've been that's telling right. myself yeah. this week too because yes. i've had to get over some things that have been keeping me small in the past and it feels yes. good to know i have the authority to tell myself Get over it. Yeah, because whatever it mm-hmm. is that we're carrying and we're sa- – like even he says this, you know, how it was the worst. What an injustice. It isn't right. It was unfair. It was brutal. Whatever it is, until we're willing to let go of it, then we will not be open to receive the blessings that are in store for us. But I – you know – I, I know your story from the little bit I've heard just through your talks is similar to mine. You know, it wasn't the best years. My be, my The best years of my life didn't start till after I was 23, Temple. And a lot of it wasn't because of my doing. It was just what I was subjected to. However, however, because of these teachings and people like you and, and others that have helped me throughout the year, it helped me get over it, let go of it. Because as soon as you let go, forgiveness is the gift we give to ourselves. As soon as I can let that thing go, whatever it is, however bad and horrible and how I believe it's affecting me now, when I, as soon as I can let that go, I make myself ready to receive the blessings that God has in store for me. Because as long as I continue to look backward, you're right, it's a placebo that I'm choosing as an excuse. I know this sounds it's brutal horrible. to some people, mm-hmm. that this is an excuse you're making, but it is. Well, it's a horrible way it, to live. Yeah, and it's an excuse that keeps yep. me small. Yeah, You don't have to be small anymore. And once you can let these things go, you'll see that you will move rapidly towards the things that you really That's right. desire. That's right. Or if you don't want to let them go, then stop participating with organizations that teach you that you can be possible. Yeah. Go do do something else. Yes. That's what happened to the hospital industry. Originally, you went to the hospital to get well. Yes. Now you go and you're long term and you're a bill and aspirin or, you know, lots of money and it's a money driving machine. Yes, they do good from time to time. Yes. Psychology, same thing. Used to be you have two visits, you're done, 10 times you're out. Yeah. Now it's, you know, I've got you in my calendar for a year. For what? Because right. I have a mortgage to pay. If you believe in, <laughs> in healing, you believe in revealing, yes. then, you know, the, the deeper yes. part of it is about being congruent, isn't it? Yes. It's about yes. really who are you? What do you stand for? You know, I've told people, please don't tell people you go to Unity. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're out there saying the world's crazy, 
and what are we all going to do? Yeah. And we're going to die like you didn't know that already. Please don't, <laughs> mention, that. Please don't mention that you go to Unity. Oh, yeah. But if you're out there talking about your miracles and your happenstance, and, you know, when we talk about the blessings to us, the blessing comes from the incident. Yeah. When you embrace the incident, the blessing is in the incident. Yes. And so as a soul, when we're downloading into this earth and we go, this is what my soul is choosing. And life goes, God goes, let's get you ready, temple. Okay, let's put your big old honking energy in a little tiny town at a little tiny high school. Let's mm. make you a homosexual. Let's make you go sit in a Southern Baptist church that tells you God hates you. You're a sinner. Let's have your family turn on you, Temple. We're going to yeah. do all that because your ask was to represent a world message. How are you going to represent a world message if you don't relate to what's going on in the world? Right. So your incidents, yours, Daryl's, yours, Ed, are about what you ask for. Yeah. With spiritual amnesia, wow. we forget we asked. Yeah. Right. We asked, prepare me for greatness. Put me in a room where I can hold the healing capacity of everybody mm. in that room. How am I going to hold that and know that if I haven't been through anything? Right. And, I, you know, it's always blown me away. And I don't get into politics either because you don't ever want me to go down that road. But that being said... How can we anticipate having a leader of our country who's never had any problems, never had any issues, but, oh, have the answers for all of us? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so, so with our incident, you know, here I am at 19 deciding I didn't want to die as a homosexual alcoholic just discovering unity with the book in my hand, the autobiography of a yogi. You can't make this stuff up mm. that now I'm in an ongoing play, playing the story of Yogananda and playing myself as a mystic that went through all those incidents wow. with the autobiography of a yogi. Come on now. Wow. This is the way that our lives are. If we own the incident, and a simple thing is to sit wow. in the quiet and write down the 30 little poor little you events that have happened in your life. Write them down on a little tiny separate sheet of paper, all 30. Walk away. Next day, pick up each one of them and go, who am I because of this? And mm. there's your sacred story. Wow. That's why in my book, When Did You Die? Yes. I talk about that there's the birthing story and there's the sacred creation story. Yeah. They're, they're very different to how you continue to be born all the time in your own evolution. So Ed, Ed said something great today, uh, this week. I don't know if he's aware of it. We talk to each other all the time. We forget what we say to each other, especially the stuff that helps the other person. I know, I'm excited to hear what this guy said. I know, because it might help you now. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? We need to call him. Yes. <laughs> so I was talking about something. I don't know what it was, but Ed said, well, ask yourself what the person you're becoming would do now. 
not who yep. you are now, but what the per when you're in like a dead zone yeah. or you're wondering, well, I don't know if I should do this or that. Right. Ask yourself, what would the person I'm becoming now do, right. choose to do? Right. And right. man, it's a game changer. Because the, all of a sudden that wakes up this higher person in me that I forgot who I was in that moment. Uh-huh. And I go, and, and it may just be choosing like, I'm just going to relax tonight. But you'll know you're making a, a conscious and sacred choice wow. that fuels where you're really headed, not where you've always been. And when it comes mm-hmm. to, I, I'm glad you brought up politics. We didn't even know we were going to read this. I'm glad you brought up politics. That's never heard ever. But anyway, <laughs> on this show, you've heard. I'm glad you brought up politics because <laughs> listen to this one. You may be familiar with it, um, Temple. It's from Ernest Holmes, and I love this because this is something we could all use. It's called an invitation. And this was written in 1952, mind you. Mm. But like you were mentioning, these spiritual truths, they exist. They're principles. And we could rely on them. That's why there were true 2,000, 3,000. All the mystics rely on the truth. It's not true because Jesus said it's true. It's not true because Daryl and Ed or Temple said it's true. It's true because their laws as real as gravity. And when we cooperate with them, we get the results. Excuse me. And Ernest Holmes says this. We can become a collective broadcasting station. It is our... I'm going to put on my glasses so I don't skip a beat. Okay. It is our simple and sincere conviction that if millions of people were affirmatively praying every day for our nation and for leaders, spiritual powers would be lost across the country, which would impel it into right action. America is the great dream of the ages. Let us keep this dream fresh and fair in our minds and through our united faith create a spirit of unity and solidarity against which the waves of dis- disruption be in vain. And that's by Ernest Holmes in 1952. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? Years ago when I was in the military and the Cold War was really hot and you know, we were hearing things that you weren't hearing, of course, at that time, and it was pretty scare- scarier than what even the news was saying. And I had to really really practice this stuff, and it Mm -hmm. benefited me. I would start praying at the time it was Ronald Reagan. I would start praying for Ronald Reagan. Regardless what you think of who your leader is at the moment, you could pray for them. And I was praying right decisions, right course of action. And then I was also encouraged by Marines that I was working with as well to pray for our so-called enemies. We were praying for the Russians, seeing them, their families with children happy and sending that love across our nation and their nation. And man, it was a game changer in my life. First of all, it neutralized any anxiety I had, but then it did this weird thing. It revved up confidence within myself that nothing bad was going to happen. And it was crazy to the point where another Marine who wasn't doing this practice yet said, Fazar, are you a little worried that, you know, X, Y, and Z might occur soon? And I said, no. I was so adamant. 
because I was so in tune with yeah. that. And he went, really? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah. I said, the Russians have children. They don't want to lose them either. And he went, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. And he's still my mm-hmm. friend today, that, that Marine sergeant. Nice. We're still really close friends mm. from that moment right. of truth. You know, and he wasn't into this new thought stuff. I mean, he was just a fellow, a guy working with me in law enforcement mm-hmm. at that time. But man, this stuff works, folks. It really does. Mm-hmm. And well, that's the practice of the Balinese. Um, you know, their practice is they welcome the light and they welcome the shadow. Yeah. And that is part of how it was lost in new thought is that you're supposed to just be radically kumbaya positive all the time and not really speak about certain things and I don't want to be negative and everything. Right. Well, life, according to creation, is that it's light and it yes. is dark. It is shadow. And when you are a mature person, you embrace both. Yeah. You embrace the aspects of both, and that's what you're saying. You you pray for so. Um, a friend was just telling me about the Balinese that, you know, they don't have these kind of issues. And because they pray for the light, they pray for the shadow, they pray for the dark. And yeah. something happened. There was a robbery or someone was killed or something in a in a local building. And instead of we're going to go get our bigger guns and we're going to go after you and we're going to punish you, we're going to make you pay, their first thought and answer was, we must have not prayed enough for the shadow. Yeah. Mm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's the embracing of, you know, light and dark yes. and, yeah. and the energy of that. And that's what we're talking about as far as a completion of people who are are wealthy, people who are happy, people yes. who are healthy, people who do not sabotage their opportunities are people that have aligned, you know, both of those uh, realities in, in their consciousness. It's yes. a very powerful thing. Yeah, because it converts what I fear from hating it to accepting it to then, uh, I'm going to just say it, to feeling love and compassion toward it and mm-hmm. then neutralizing it. Right. Yeah. You can't well, go, if you No, I just want to say one last thing cuz Ed and I love what you're saying right now because we meet people and sometimes they'll hear us grumble and they think we're not spiritual. Those guys don't practice what they preach. But we're grumbling sometimes because we're saying what's the reality? This stinks right now. If you cannot say what stinks right now that's upsetting you, then you can't go through the healing process like you're saying. If you don't recognize the darkness, then what a lot of spiritual people, the kumbaya, what could happen to all of us is we really start packing the musket. Because now I'm pretending nothing's wrong, but I'm going to be positive and I'm ready to explode. But we release that and then we go, okay, this is scaring me. The temptation here is to hate it, but Mm. now... Because I have Ed, I have Temple, I read these books, and I believe in this stuff. I'm going to experiment with these laws. And instead of, like Emmett Fox says, I can condemn it or I can have a demonstration. You know, I can, I, I, it's one or the other. 
Sometimes, though, you got to let yourself, like you said. Yeah. The thing I got most from my spiritual psychology masters is give it a voice. Yes. Let yourself hate it all you want. Yeah. For it. Just give yourself a moment to hate it as much as you want to find out what that voice yes. is upset about. Because what happens is the hate transforms into the solution. The hate transforms into I hate the fact that I'm uh, even thinking about this right now. I hate the fact that I've imprisoned myself to this yes. thing. I hate that because I'm bigger than this and I know yes. I am. And why have I been waiting this long to express this? Why was I so afraid of this? That's what's going on. A lot of the stuff that I thought was getting in the way of me doing a good job as a public school teacher is now telling me because I'm not a public school teacher. <laughs> I have something way bigger and more to do. And now – and that thing that I was so afraid of, like I said earlier, was yeah. getting me in trouble in that environment. That's my best material. Oh, yes. I can't be back in the musket. I got to let it out. Yes. And, and what I'll say to you is you are a public school teacher. Right. Yes. And, yeah. and, yes. and you're t there's a big difference between a role yes. and a job and what you yes. are doing. Yes. You are a public school teacher yeah. on the air, how you live where you are right and um that is a that's an immense lesson to get yeah in your evolution at, at your age wherever yes. you are i used to compartmentalize yes i'm a shaman on yes. thursday and Friday. i'm a spiritual leader some yes. other days and i'm an author doing these interviews on this day and now I'm I'm just a I'm a difference maker. Yes. I'm not just a anything. I'm a difference maker, and whatever that looks like is what it is. I'm yes. a teacher. I, I so that's the part of the non-resistance. Yes. you are that. That's right. And yet your platform is more expansive now. It's not just right. aligned with this particular department or right. area yes. or organization. Right. And um, that's right. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And as we are doing this work, very little energy goes anymore to what people say or how they respond because they're never really talking about you. They're talking about the discomfort within themselves. Yes. And yeah. um and I I I I know that. I know that for for sure. You know, of um I'm not here to make sure everybody's comfortable. That's I'm right. here to live my truth out loud, and however that lands is not my responsibility. Yeah, you know? 100%. 100%. Yeah, I love that. And I like, thank you for that, that about the school teacher thing, because it's like, basically, I'm just giving a voice to a part of me that is like, I'm not that. You can do that, and that can be a fine part of me, but there's this whole other thing. It's just a part of me that needs to air that out, because yeah. I, I've mm -hmm. been... Keeping it, oh, you're getting in the way of this thing that I, I have to compromise everything for this thing. And this part of me is going, I'm not playing along with that at all. You can play along with that, but right. I got to play along with all these other things that I want to do while I'm here. And I can't put them off any further. And like you said, at the after I feel that, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's my job, school teacher. And, you know, like it just starts, everything just gets better and better when I let that have a voice. Well, it's like what you said to your son this morning when you picked him up at the airport. What I said? He said, eh, I got two and a half hours of sleep here. I got another 45 on the plane. And all of a sudden, Ed said, how do you think I feel? I just woke up after 25 years of doing the worst effing job ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, to, I said to Elliot, that said, son, I go, did he laugh? And he goes, oh, yeah, he laughed. And the best part was I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> 
Um, can we get to the daily word while, because um, it's almost time. Well, we could have wrapped up the show at any time, but thankfully now we're on our own outside of Unity Online Radio. So we have, the sky's the limit, but I think we can move the show along. Do you have that daily word we sent you? Yes, I do. It's on my phone. Okay. Is it easy for you to read or would you like us to read? It might be small, but let us know. Yeah, let us know. We have it here also. Oh, it's from 1930. Oh, by the way, Michael Schoonover, amazing Unity Minister, sent us this in an envelope. Un- well, it was a marked envelope. We love you, Michael Schoonover. Thank you for always blessing us with these. Yeah, from 1930, from November 22nd. Yeah, I thought it was 1922 because of November 22nd. Isn't it crazy? That's like It's almost yeah. November 22nd. Can you read it, Temple? Oh, of course. Yes. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I have 30-year-old eyes. So there of you course. go. There is a mental <laughs> block that gets in the way of being well compensated for doing what we really, truly enjoy doing and do well. It is telling ourselves that we need to be compensated doing something that's tolerable instead. The... Most well-compensated people are those doing what they love to do. They're always propelled by contemplating how their talent can inspire others. Oh, yes. Oh. This is the, that's the program description. You know the that, picture we sent you? No, I'm with you. Okay. Do not think of yourself as ever separated from God the good. Do not allow the thought to remain in your mind that you can be kept from that which exists as your highest good. Give up thinking about separations, divisions, and oppositions. Meditate upon spiritual unity. One with God within you. You are at one with all light, peace, life, love, and substance. You are unified with every conceivable blessing when you are unified with God. This unity ensures you against the race belief in separation or lack. When you discover your true relation to spirit, your oneness with God, you find that you are also at one with good, wherever it is. The good in other persons, God in them, is reflecting and is the good within you. All is part of God's universal good. Do not attempt to discriminate against the good on account of where it is found. Remember that good is universal, impersonal, unlimited by time or place. Your work is to discover all the good that you can wherever it may be. It's like in someone saying, whatever you criticize, you will not ever have in your life. Yes. That's why I love what Reverend Ike said. If you mm-hmm. hate the rich and complain about those that are rich, then you're never going to be one of them. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, yes. Just before we wrap up, could you just give us like, you know, we, we know that you, you shared that story about meeting Reverend Ike. I think it's just so sure. like what share just a, a version yeah. of that and just to yeah, tell so, our listeners what you got yeah, out of it. Quick of, quickest story. I was pioneering. Um, off the ground, which is very different than going into an existing community, pioneering a work off the ground. And I wanted to offset my um, compensation package of the universe. And so I got into high-end real estate. 
and I was uh, presenting uh, multi-million dollar homes on the East Coast with a company called Castles by the Sea. And so the broker there had realized and heard that I was different (laughs) and that I was into science of mind and earnest homes. Mm. And so when the group called on behalf of Reverend Ike, it made sense to him. And he thought, this sounds very similar to what Temple's all about, this weird person that she is. And I'm (laughs) going to put them together. And so he arranged that I show this. At the time, it was like a four or five million dollar property. Now it's probably 15. Uh, But he arranged that I show Reverend Ike this property. And it was just one of those uh, defining, redefining moments of my life in that I met him at the property, his entourage, uh, the fanciest vehicles. There were about 12 of them, Excalibur, Rolls Royce, all different colors. He walks in dressed to the nine. Hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. We walk into this amazing overlooking the ocean. And I said, you know, I've been following you for a while. Um, I love Johnny Coleman. How do you know Johnny Coleman? Well, because I am a science of mind minister. He said, let's go outside. And we sit there for a minute. So how's it going? And tell me about your community. And I go on, start elaborating. He said, you know what? Anybody can do a can be a realtor. You're the only one that can answer spirit's call to be a minister. You get out there and you make it work. And I'm counting on you to do so. And then he said, and don't ever let anybody put change in the offering basket. (laughs) 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 And that was it. And that uh, transformed my life. Uh, It brought me to a place of great expectation uh, with universal law Mm. of being able to um, support myself and support a community or, you know, whatever that would look like through the years. And four years ago, I had the opportunity to be invited to the palace, the palace he built and do a talk and actually say embrace Thank you, Reverend Ike, for being one of the trailblazers that changed my life. Yeah. But see, that's how New Thought people were then. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They didn't hear you do all your little pity pot and go, oh, well, you should come sometime on Sunday and be with us. They would go, what did you just say? Yes. Right. You know, call you on your stuff. Yes. You know, call you on your stuff. And you go, whoa, like yeah. my minister yes. that said, when you get the money, Come back and you can be a minister. Yes. Right. Well, you know I came up with the money in just a few minutes. Yes. Right. Because yes. I'm a metaphysical person. Yeah. But what we forget about metaphysics is you can make it go against you just as quick, if not yes. quicker, than you can make it go for you. Right. Yeah, I like so what you said. So that's why we really can use spiritual community, not because it's news flash or because we haven't heard it before, but so that we can keep our vibration up yes, and culture that is asking us to do so. So yes. that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I, I'm just getting started. I've just started my career in yes. this life, and all is well. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I like what you said. What really hit me, because what's been really changing in my life is that word, 
expectation. Yes. And you got to have fire. I have to have fire in my spirit to say, universe, I expect you to deliver. And then the universe goes, oh, now this is getting fun. He's finally expecting it to actually work. Yes. And that's what is my voice is coming out. I'm like having to dust off and realize me being powerful in my voice is not um, being rebellious or defiant towards someone else. No. It's what I came to do. And like I like what you just said. I'm not responsible for how that someone right. else might take offense to that. I mean, I got to be honored on target with who I am and be true to that and look into myself. I take inventory all the time of what, who I am. But at the end of the day, I got to let myself blow. I got to let all that light shine yes. and expect that good to arrive and keep stepping forward mm-hmm. boldly and put it on my I am possible list yes. and watch it happen. It's amazing. And if, you're, it. and if you're listening, we love hearing how these miracles or demonstrations transpire in your life by applying this. And if you think expectation is a dirty word, it is not. Faith literally is joyful expectancy. That's really what it is. And faith is the key ingredient to everything that occurs in our life, like Temple mentioned. You could use this against yourself or you can use it for yourself. When we're thinking negatively, we are drawing towards ourselves the things that we're complaining about. And when we think positively and dream the great dreams and walk with love, man, you're going to be like, how the heck did I get here from there? And it's because we really are our own prophets. I agree. The way the, the scenes we rehearse in our minds so we just want to thank you, Temple, for being with us. Uh, this was this was so incredible. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, go check out Unity of Santa Barbara on Facebook. Go check out the actual spot in Santa Barbara. Come in for a service for their classes. It is. We don't recommend places just because outside it has a name like Unity on the. The building has to be vibrating with the vibration of this inspiring. You got to want to expand. And I got news for you. You're expecting something at all the time. This is what the this is what I'm discovering, and sometimes it feels scary. But to take control of what you're expecting, yes, and that's why, like Temple said, tune into you tune into our show. We tune into each other. We tune into Unity of Santa Barbara because we're always expecting something. We, we it's it. it's not possible to not be expecting something. Yeah. And if we become uh, accustomed, just because we've come, become accustomed to expecting the worst. We're just using a, a, an incredible power within ourselves. It's actually shaping our entire life. So we got to expect the good. I mean, if we want to get the good. And uh, I'm so glad we have friends like Te- Temple to call us on things because we want to be yes. called out because yes. when people call us out. It, it's calling us into who, we, who yeah. we are becoming, not out of anything because that stuff isn't even real in the first place. So thank you. Temple Hayes, we have a story Bless before you. you go. Oh, wait, don't, don't hang, hang up. up because we have a story. This may I or may not. <laughs> wait, we just want to tell you something about Last you. Last little may... story before you run here. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay, because we all know Temple's not a fan of settling, right? Or thinking yes. small. We just got to that. So one day, Temple Hayes was talking to a client who was lamenting a fact that she didn't come from rich parents and didn't think she had a chance of being rich, especially now that she married someone who, who also was not too well off. Reverend Temple lovingly assured her. Oh, it's not your fault that your parents aren't rich. The woman was comforted. Thank you, Reverend Temple. That makes me feel so much better. Reverend Temple (laughs) continued. It is, however, your fault that your in-laws aren't. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. (laughs) 
All right. Thank All you, right. Reverend. Bye-bye. We love, love you. you guys. See you again soon. Thank you for having me and working around everything today. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, see, see, you. we'll, we'll see, see you soon. soon. All right. See you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. We have a little song. And I think little, oh, wait. we have a special guest from Little Big Town. Yeah, Little Big Time. Little Big Time. All right. right. Little Big Man. Little, little big, big Man. man. <laughs> That's it. Little Big Man. Sorry, I got your name wrong. All right. Let's All right. hope. Okay, I'm ready. Bizarre. This is one of your favorite groups. Okay, ready? Yes, you ready? Reached your hand down into the cooler. Don't drink it. The mountains aren't blue. Try to keep it steady as you recline on your black inner tube. Pontoon, making waves and catching rays up on the roof. Jumping out the back, don't act like you don't want to. Party in slow motion, out here in the open, motorboating. Visit DarylAndEd.com You need a Santa Barbara We love you To find easy links To everything we do You little devil We love you too And thank you for being A part of Funniest Thing With Daryl and Ed Making waves And catching rays Up on the roof Jumping out the back Don't act like You don't want to Party in slow motion Out here in the open Motorboating Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah.